Hey guys, this is Remy, and welcome to the Wild Podcast. So, for today, we have a special guest. Hi. Who is it? Kevon! Kevon Julie! Oh my god. <laughs> and for today's topic, we are going to be talking about friendships, how we perceive friendships, um, what friendship means to us. So guys, my first question for you is, what is friendship? What is friendship? I think it depends on the friendship. I think everyone has a different idea of what friendship is. Like, mine is a little bit too idealistic. Like, I think too deeply into, like, true friends are this, and then everyone else is not really your friend. You're just cool with them kind mm-hmm. of thing. Or it's like, you know, I think of friends as, like, family that I get to choose typically, you know. That's true. Because I've, over the years, had friends who, you know, more so they've not been my friend's for a long enough time, if that makes any sense. Like, we stopped, kind of, we fell off, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we were just really cool about certain things, you know? Like, temporary friends? <sighs> Acquaintances? I guess, like, I don't know how to say it, but my closest friends, I've been friends with since third grade, you know, and we're practically family now, and, like, all my other friends, I've been, I, I you start to lose how long you've been friends with, you've been friends with so long, and you're like, oh, wow, you've been friends with over 10 years now, or whatever, and you didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, those are my friends, and I don't see them that often, but they're still, like, I still consider them what friends are to me, mm-hmm. you know. What about you, Ty? Um, I feel like I definitely have different definitions of friendship, depending on the person, too. Most of the people that I actually call, like, my real friends are people I feel like I've developed a strong relationship with. Like, we definitely have a spiritual, mental bond with each other, and we can go to each other with anything for anything. Like, you know, hide bodies type friendship. Ooh. It's the best kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also there's people who, you know, they get bitchy when you call them acquaintance. So just not to offend them, I call them, like, what friends. <laughs> but I definitely don't hang out with them or go with them as much. It's usually just, if they want to do something and they call me, I'll be like, yeah, I'm down. But I typically don't seek them out, I guess. I think my idea of friendship has changed over the years. When I was in college, I used to feel like I had had to, like, know somebody for a really long time before I could consider them my friend. But last year, I made a friend, Christina. Shout out to Christina. We had just met each other. And it was weird because we like bonded really quick, and it was I was I was really confused. Like I normally am like really closed off to to people mm-hmm. when I first meet them, but I guess since we had like similarities and she was very open and kind, I felt like at ease to speak with her. And then some of my friendships I've I don't have for a long time, and then we just stopped talking. Um, it just depends. My best friend and I, it's like, it's really weird because we've been friends for a long time, but it does, it feels like we just met. Mm-hmm. So it's like fresh and new and we don't get to see each other a lot, but we still talk almost every day. We can share whatever feelings we have about whatever and my friend shout out to gabby too <laughs> i will say though because i think i'm contradicting myself a bit but like, i think like <clears throat> i 
if I'm willing to hang out with you outside of work or outside of a place where we like, if I'm willing to hang out with you in like a public setting and it's not like a group of people, mm-hmm. then we're probably friends. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just like I only hang out with you when it's like a ton of people around, then there's a good chance that you just we're not that close. But if I'm willing to like meet you somewhere or hang out in my place or your place, then it's just like us two. And maybe a couple other friends, and I think we're probably friends. But if it's like, you ever have people you're cool with? Or people you're friends with, right? And they just have other friends who just happen to be there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically, that's what I mean. Like, if there's people who are friends, good friends with people I'm really close to. Mm-hmm. But we've never hung out one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like... Um, Exciting. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, you know, by association, we're cool. But, like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this one person, then we wouldn't. Like, I've had friends that weren't friends with each other until I brought them together and they became actual friends where they started hanging out without me. And it was like, that's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think there's different levels. Like, you don't all, like, like I, like I said, if there's acquaintances and there's friends and there's really good friends, like, I, you know, um, but I feel like friend is a broad term, you know? But for me, I typically, I guess I associate the friendships I have with like a close family ship thing, you mm-hmm. know, so. Um, Someone you can go to when your family's acting crazy. Well, mm-hmm. my family, like, <laughs> this is what, <laughs> they could be a completely different topic because like I, me and my family, like I love them, but we're not like. Close. We're not close in that sense where I'm, I'm like, I've always kind of been recluse to that. Like, I've always kind of felt like the uh, odd man out. Yeah, like the black sheep there. Um, So, not to say that... um, Not to say... And yeah, my relationship with my family definitely shaped my idea of friendship. Because I've never had that, you know, close friendship bond with a lot of my family. Like, maybe a few cousins that I don't speak to anymore that, you know... But, like... I don't know, I learned that, you know... I've, cause I, I've seen like so many things happen with friends, mm-hmm. and they've seen things happen with me, and we stuck around, mm-hmm. and that was like a you know, like hey, what are you doing the other day? What are you doing? Let's have, have fun. It's like well, that's cool, but then you saw me go through this depressive mood and episode that I had, or something happened with my family, and you know you didn't run away, and you know that kind of thing. That's really cool to me. Um, so like that is like. That's like my penultimate, like that's my top idea of what a friend is, you know. It's someone that's there with you through the dark times and doesn't just like peace out on you. Right, I mean, I don't mean you just have to see me at my worst. I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm not going to text you like, hey, this is me at my worst. (laughs) (laughs) Throw stuff. Yeah, like, (laughs) this is my true form. No, I just mean like, (laughs) you know. Wow. I don't know, like, I feel like there's there's an idea of what, like, friends are or you know I want to I think there's people who want to take up your time who want you to take up their time to mm-hmm. pass it mm-hmm. definitely there are people who just are like well I'm bored and you're here and I don't want to be by myself so it looks good if I'm like with somebody right. right they just need they can't be alone right those are the worst kind of friends I don't think I've ever had any friends like that that I can remember I feel like I've, I've interacted with a few people like that and I was just like, why am I, why am I doing this? 
or I think sometimes like when it comes to friendships there's people you meet who you just connect with right and you're like okay this is my new homie and this you're gonna be here forever and then there's people you see and you're like they're interesting and you see feel like they're cool you want to get to know them and you're like I really want to meet this I need to know this cool person and then it doesn't work out or it does work out somewhat but you realize that that super cool person that you want to get to know is like actually trash person (laughs) and then what do you do at that point when you're like realizing that they're a trash person but you put so much time and effort in trying to be their friend it's really hard to just be like "Ah, no i can give up or not go maybe we can work this out maybe i can you know fix you fix you a little bit (laughs) that's not healthy i I know but i've definitely been there before i don't believe in like fixing people Mm -mm. like I, i definitely believe that change is from within so like yeah if i can't fix myself then you definitely can't fix me you know I feel like you can tell them about themselves, and if they choose to fix it, then they can, but you shouldn't feel like you have to stick around and be around all that toxic energy. So, I will say, early in life, with me, I never had a lot of friends. I probably had, like, one friend, maybe two friends, for the most part, and when I was in college, I met this girl, and I just thought she was, like, so cool. I don't know why. She was a really normal, basic person, but I thought she was cool, and I, I wanted to know her, and she was super religious, and I respected that about her, even though it wasn't the same religion as what I was in. I just respected a lot of things about her until I discovered, like, something in her life, and I was just like, God, that makes your personality trash, and I was like, I just really enjoy being around you, but this part of your personality is something that, like, I can't mentally understand so i told my other friends about it because like we were like we had a group mm-hmm. and i was like we need to we need to have an intervention with the show oh, wow. <laughs> we need to, we need to make her life better oh, yes it was that bad so like in the moments i wasn't thinking oh you know clearly i should just leave this person alone because their life and my life you know we have come to the point where we can't be together but i was like no I am going to save this child. I was trying to be Captain Save-A-Hole for oh no reason. God. And let me tell you, it did not work out. <laughs> you know what? Um, I think that's something to what you said about her being seemingly normal, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something very attractive about people being normal because I feel like people who are typically signaling like how great they are or like being over, overly great, over, like, over, yeah, over the top, mm-hmm. something about that always kind of scares me. Like, I've always played this a red play. Like, I'm so great. I have, like, all these friends. I do all these things. I, and I, I, I play beer pong or something. So, <laughs> yeah, like that. I and it's like, <laughs> I feel like in general, whether you're trying to be a friend with someone or you're trying to date somebody, it's like, there's these selling points, right? Like, you get a new car. And it's like, look at the interior. Look at the radio. Mm-hmm. And then you start driving it. And then the engine starts to, like, jerk, 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 Oh, God. Right? I think that's, like, I think that's why I'm, like, I have less friends, but I have longer term friends because I don't really signal when people typically don't know how to approach me typically. And then I kind of seem like there's something going on with me, and then they start to learn like, oh, that's he has a lot going on with him, um, in a good way. Like, because most of my friends were not like we have similarities, but isn't like overtly like like oh you have the same interest as me. It's not like you know. We all do the same things all the time, and you know we like the same things. Cause like I'm problematic in that sense. Like, hey, I want to, I want you to enjoy this thing I enjoy. I'm like, nah, you know. But like, there's something about me and them that keeps us together as friends, in spite of our differences. Because I don't, I didn't, I don't take the people who are just like, like the same things as me. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's how I became friends with Aaron, though. Like, we both like wrestling. But like, if if it was just like, oh, we like the same thing. 
and that was it, I would have probably got tired real quick. That's how I am. Like, I get annoyed with people who mm-hmm. talk to me about the same thing over and over. Like, I like I don't talk about sports. If you came to me every single day, like, hey, the you new know, LeBron James and the thing he did, yeah. I would get, t- like, okay, what else? What's going on for you? Like, how are you doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like it's jerking someone off. Oh, like, my God. It's kind of like, it's like, it's kind of like I'm just using you to, like, I'm using you to get myself off on something because I don't have anything else I want to talk about. You know, I'm cool with silence. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I've had, like, one or two people in my life. There's one guy I knew when I was in school. He was like, only thing he could talk about was Jesus and football. <laughs> and when I first met him, I was like, okay, you know, this is cool. He gets really detailed in his conversations. So I was like, oh, we're going to have great conversations with each other. But then it was only Jesus and football. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, never mind. Mm. Exactly. I was like, what? How do you make friends if that's all? That's the only level you can get to? He has God-loving football friends. And that's it. <laughs> that's so surf. That's like. I know. He never goes past the surface level of what I mean, like. maybe he could. He just wasn't willing to do that with maybe me. Maybe You know, hopefully. It's been mm. years. So hopefully it grew past that point. But mm, that was really sad change. to be like, oh, every right. conversation is about this. You know, um, I think people get like tribal and they get like whatever they're into becomes their identity. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, there's more to life than football and I'm not gonna say more about God. <laughs> but, I mean you know, for like, some people depend on your religion, I guess. Like yeah. I mean I think like I get really into people who like something a lot. Mm-hmm. That isn't what I like. Because I'm like I feel like there's similarities in the passion. Not necessarily the not specifically the thing that we're into, but I'm like, oh you get really passionate about that. What else are you into? You know, kind of thing. Because I do there's an opposite thing where no one's into any someone's not into anything. And you're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> how are you living? So, but I get that same thing. People, people approach me like, you don't smoke, you don't drink. What do you do? And I get that. Yeah, I get there's that more to life that's than not smoking. Anything. Yeah, that's just right. recreational activities that you know some people choose to do. That's not. But I think living. That's societally, that's like an acceptance. Like that's, that's what they accepted as like what's normal. Like this is what normal people do. Normal people drink and smoke and, and you know talk about sex all day. It's kind of like if you want a sitcom, maybe. That's kind of like saying, "What you don't have your phone in your hand? What do you do with your hands?" Right. (laughs) Children. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there's there's more to life than just your phone, smoking, drinking, and other materialistic things. Right. All right. So, how would you describe your friendships between guys and girls? I still think it's dependent on the specific two people involved. Because okay. I think, like, every guy friend I have, our friendship is different. Mm-hmm. Slightly. Like, it's, uh, well, not even slightly, just really different, you know. Like, um, like I said, my closest friends, I've been friends since the third grade. So, like, we don't even, we just say we're brothers because we are brothers. And, you know, our friendship, our, honestly, it's evolved over the years. And I don't mean, like, it's, gotten closer and closer but like the, the dynamics change mm-hmm. you know like um because we used to we used to go to the same school elementary and then every weekend i would see them they had been pokemon back in the day right <laughs> and then they moved away and then i had to go to north carolina to see them or they moved again and then you know i used to like we i don't want to go too deep into the detail about you know what happened every time i saw them but like we we definitely went out of our ways to hang out 
Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're adults and it's different because we work and we got goals and we don't see each other as much. Or they get mad at me because I don't see them as much. You know, that kind of thing. But, um, like, it's changed so much. And I know, I know them so well, they know me well enough that it's like, well, we, we could, I've gotten the question, like, why am I friends with people before? Because other people, who could, they couldn't see or understand that. They would maybe say something negative about it. You know, and it would, I could say on paper, you can see that certain things are negative about certain friendships, but it's like, I have an understanding of them that you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so like that friendship is way different from my other friendships with like other people where some people I've been friends with since high school, like guy friends, and we talk every now and then and it's like it's good enough to keep us cool because we live too far away, you know, and we just talk about ideas in life, you know, like I guess I'm an old man in that sense because I just don't do anything. I'm just like, let's talk about life, you know, so like, mo- like, you know, like me and Aaron will talk about wrestling a lot. But we'll also get into some other conversations too. But mainly, as recently as in mainly wrestling, me and my close friend Deontay will talk about um, life stuff and also just developments. You know, um, I have a friend Tyrell that we talk we talk like once twice a year. Wow. <laughs> kind of really, it feels like that. Like we haven't even spoken this year because he moved out of the country. Really, but. Oh, that's good. Um, he got out. He got out before Corona took over. So good for him. Smart. Um, Lucky. Yeah, but uh, like. That guy, I barely speak to him, but I feel like he has, like, a huge, deep understanding of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have my mind with. Like, I feel like there's, like, a transitional, like, there's a hard translation problem when it comes to me explaining my how my brain works to people and, and what certain things mean to me. And he understands it, like, completely. And it's like, I barely see this guy, but he's, like, one of my favorite people ever, and I don't need to, like, see him every weekend. Because honestly, if I saw him every weekend, it probably wouldn't be as great, mm-hmm. you know. So like each each relationship with a guy I have is kind of different. Um, and I think I'm trying to think about how many guy friends I have who are really close friends of mine. And it's probably just those th- four that I'm talking about. The four you know, like um, Ron Indexer, they're my brothers. Um, but like I typically have more women friends. I think. Mm, interesting. I think. Like, close friendships? Yeah. I mean, like, I, cause I, I guess I don't see, I don't look at the gender aspect of me and my friendships, because they're all kind of the same, mm-hmm. in the sense of closeness. Like, um, I think the, the, the other, the friends that I'm not close with, who are women, it's more like, it's more complicated, honestly, because it's kind of like, I'm learning that those friendships are more easily severed, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, cause of, I think, I think most friendships start from some kind of attraction, not sexually completely, like all of it, but like, it's a, like an attraction to a person, like, oh, something about this person is pulling me towards them, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of, like, my unclose friendships with, like, women started off of, um, me trying to date them. Oh, <laughs> and that's a question I have. But wait. We can get to that. I can <laughs> hold off because I think I'm talking too much anyway, and you guys have to speak on your ends too. Um, but like, yeah, like as far as like men friendships in comparison to women, there are definitely differences. Mm-hmm. There's all two things can be true, two things can be wrong. So like, yeah, there's like a general idea of how men are together and how women are. Like, 
I'm not a jock. I'm not a sports guy. Like, sportsman stuff. That's not me. And then I'm not, like, expecting a woman to be like, let's go to the spa and have our nails done. Like, I'm not <laughs> expecting... I'm not expecting that thing, but I know that it exists, you know. But I think there's also, like, probably more similarities than we think and then less differences than we think. All right, Ty. Uh, I'm definitely going to say I'm mostly attracted to, like, having female friends over male friends. Most of the male friends I have are usually gay or bi. I have, like, one or two straight <laughs> male friends. Because I just feel like the male friends that I have in my life that are not gay or bi, I can't talk to them about, like, girl stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I can go up to most of my friends and, like, tell them about my poop and they'll find it okay. But oh if, I, if I do that with my straight male friends, they're going to be like, gross, why are you talking to me about this? So... So I don't have a lot of friends also because I'm fucking weird. And you know what? The people who accept me, accept me. And that's all that matters. So, like, examples. My female friends, like, one of my best friends is Leah. I can literally call her on the phone and she can tell from the tone of my voice how I'm feeling and mostly what's wrong with me. I can't usually get that from other people because they don't really pay attention to those small details. But if I were to see them in person, like they can definitely read my body language because they're more of a like more of a physical relationship and know what's going on and approach me that way. But it's, it doesn't so much translate over a long distance. So I do feel like a lot of my male friends that I haven't had as much contact with over the years because you know I move around like all the time. Like, our friendship is still there, but it's not as strong and powerful as it was as when I was in their face in person. Because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind situation. But, you know, I do have a few female friends like that. Like, my other best friend, Hasana, I always talk to her, like, maybe every six or seven months. You just kind of fall off the side of the earth for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if I call her again, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I know you exist in sunshine and rainbows. Because she, <laughs> she is a treasure. <laughs> but... She's one of those people that is not a very consistent person because she lives in her own world all the time. So I will put her in a category over here that I was saying about my male friends, like they out of sight, out of mind type situation. But when you're there, it's like you never missed a beat. You know, there there's nothing, I guess, weird about you interacting once you're physically there. But for the most part, I feel like I need to have people in my life that's going to be there for me even when I'm not physically there. So I tend to be drawn towards girls because they like to to check up on you. Like, hey, how is your mental health? Literally, some of my friends will call me and be like, hey, how is your skin doing? Are you drinking enough water? (laughs) Yes. And I appreciate that because I I sometimes need that in life because, you know, you forget to take care of yourself because you get stressed out with the drama of everything. And it's nice to have people that are thinking about you when they're going through their trials too. And I try to do the same things for my people and be like, hey, you drinking enough water? Do do you need to relax? Maybe you should go, like, maybe you should go to the spa or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Also, I will say, like, spiritually, I have different friends for that. I don't have a lot of male friends that can connect with me on a spiritual level because I feel like mostly because of the religion that I am in, like, Christianity seems to be from the perspective of I was raised up male dominant. So when I talk to a man about spirituality and they give it to me from a man's perspective about how, you know, I'm supposed to act as a Christian woman, it always pisses me off and we're not able to like really move past that point because I'm like, you were put in a position of leadership and I was put in a position of submissiveness and I'm supposed to accept that and I cannot and refuse to. 
And when I can have these conversations with other women, they, you know, they know the struggle. They've been dealing with it since childhood. So I can easily have these conversations and they can understand my perspective and actually help me, you know, move past that idea. Some of them will agree with me and be like, no, that's not cool. You know, just ignore that part. And other of them will like tell me their perspective of why they think it's important or where they think uh, those ideals are coming from or what they think the interpretation of that is. So I think the most important things to me in my friendships is like a spiritual connection, emotional connections, like talking about mental health issues, depression, my family situation, because most of my friends know about how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. And also being there to just like <laughs> sit in a room, sit in a room in silence and just like look at each other mm-hmm. and not feel awkward about it. Like, that's what I need. Sometimes you just need to sit and, you know, drink tea and eat biscuits and be happy. <laughs> be very British. Be very British. When I say biscuits, I mean American biscuits <laughs> with honey. <laughs> I was going to say that because you were speaking on about like people's religious ideas. It's kind of like, that could be a different podcast in and of itself. But like, um, I think that's why my friendships is interesting because I think I would be willing to I'm willing to be a sponge in that meaning that I'm going to absorb like um, your ideas, but I can hear your perspective and not be too like judgmental of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a, cause I think I, I see a lot of like different opinions about religion now. And it's like, there's a red pill idea of like, you know, men are the patriarchy. We build things and um, we, we, we got things done. And women are the providers who create life and caretake for the kids. And if you, you know, um, and I see that aspect of, I see the aspect of historically what has happened. Mm-hmm. And, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with a woman wanting to be more than that. So like, I think, I don't think either one is wrong. I think if someone decides to choose that as their lifestyle, then that's perfectly fine. No one should push. No one should be like, like, this is what that is. Like, that's right. definitely. That's the problem, the yeah. pushing. So like. I would be perfectly fine if I if I was able to make enough money and my future wife wanted to stay home and take care of kids. If she wanted to do that, I'd be cool with that because kids are crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? Little demons. Um, mm. So, you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. But if she wants to be like a CEO somewhere and wants to be independent and wants to do that, that's perfectly fine too. I think we get so tribal and we get so like stuck in an idea of what's right and wrong. Like I check myself every single day because I have, I have very specific opinions about certain things, you know, especially like diet or something like that. And I'm like, Same. it doesn't even matter if I'm right. I don't want it to consume me, mm-hmm. you know, because then you start to limit who you can be friends with and bringing it back. So you start to limit who you can have conversations with because now you start to like come from a place of not trying to understand, but trying to be right. And then you start to antagonize each other, you know, mm-hmm. and then you, you can't, you can't hear someone else, you know? So like I try not to get so personal about my opinions and beliefs. I still do, but I try not to, you know, cause I, I, I believe people are more than their ideas. I don't want to be defined by my ideas. As because I don't want to be like, oh, that's that guy who's that way. <laughs> I want to be Kevon. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be so like I can't. I can't even. So I, I can't even talk to you because this is who you are. Because mm-hmm. of, of an opinion difference, I want to be able to have a different opinion from you and not be angry at you from having a different opinion from me. As long as it isn't inherently toxic in the sense that that person existing is evil and sandal claps. I don't know. Um, no, I would say <laughs> sometimes you definitely have to limit who can be your friend, though, because definitely. Mm-hmm. 
some opinions are just wrong. Like, I cannot deal with some people's opinions. And I'm not going to even try to participate with them because in at the end of the day, it's going to stress me out and, like, devalue our time together. Like, why would I spend time with someone who's going to continuously upset me? Right. Like, you shouldn't. I'm not going to. I so. mean, I, I definitely don't think you should surround yourself with people who just don't you can't really enjoy being around at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't seek out people who have... I don't mean I seek out people who have different opinions than me, but I want to look beyond their opinion if, and see them as more than that. If they can't be more than that, then I'm definitely not going to be, like, trying True. to be their friend. Like, I'm not going to be like, that's all you talk about. Like, <laughs> people who always talk about politics to me, I'm just like, look, Ooh. I can't. Like, I like to... I, I know I'm not informed as you are and whatever, but I still don't want to hear about this all day. Are those yeah. people that make you feel like make you feel bad about not being um, informed? Is that an alien coming to attack us? Yes. <laughs> I forgot to turn off. <laughs> I think I I put mine on. Sorry. What was your question? Are the people that make you feel bad about not being informed about certain things? That's a like a dead rig going out. We got me going off track now. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Um. Um. I mean, I can say because if. It, that could be everything. Oh, that could be that could be politics. Mm-hmm. That could be wokeness. Mm-hmm. That can be like, do you know what they're putting in our water? Like I don't like <laughs> conspiracy theories like, are my yeah. favorite. And I'm a little bit of that. I am, but I'm not forcing. Like I'm not going to force. I'm not going to say you're inherently bad as a person because you don't know as much as I do about certain things. Because mm-hmm. some people just want to be happy. Some people ignorance is bliss. So some people don't want to like. If someone's always trying to question my wokeness or my knowledge about certain topics and my value as a person is determined by that then i have nothing for them i am i am worthless to you then it's just how you feel about certain things if you know if you think i'm a bad person because i know these things then i'm a bad person you can go the other way you can go away all right i feel like my friendships between guys and girls are very one-sided i historically I have definitely had more women friends than male friends because I feel like it goes back to my childhood and me feeling like I I relate more well that sounds weird but I relate more to women than I do men based off of the relationships I've had with people in my family I feel like there's way more women in my family that I feel like I can go talk to, like my mom or my older older cousins, my sisters. But when I look at the men in my life <clears throat> who I consider myself close to, um, well, not necessarily close. There's only like one or two. And so I think that's definitely molded how I feel towards having guy friendships. I would like to have more guy friendships, but I feel like they wouldn't necessarily understand me. And I also feel like it's harder for me to open up to guys because I've never had that like close bond with them. So I would like to have more guy friends, but whenever I feel like one, I never open, I never like try to make guy friends because I, this is always that weird feeling like, are they going to try to get with me? <laughs> if or I try to be their friend with them, if I be their friend, if I try to be their friends, are they going to try to sleep with me? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, there's that. There's always that. Do they only want one thing for me? Because I've had people, I've had guys that that come up to me and they're like, "Oh, I just want to be your friend," but their idea of friendship and my idea nice. of friendship are two different things. <laughs> so yeah, I would like I said, I want more guy friends, but it's hard for me to open up to people because of the experiences I've had in my life. I will. Uh, I was gonna say I feel like the the best guy friends I've had in life were like already married or in serious relationships because I didn't have to fear like when I met them like oh do they think I'm gonna be flirting with them because I'm trying to get to know them ask them questions about their life and also because I felt like they were good people I didn't have to fear them you know trying to get with me so I feel like our relationships like our friendships became strong because I was like oh you know you're already married that's out of the way you're not a heathen so you're not trying to you know sleep around on your wife or you know long-time girlfriend for those people so it's not the case for everybody clearly because there are some married people or people in you know relationships that you know just spread all out in the world but so what approach you could try (laughs) i don't know i've never met a married guy who once again didn't try to get with me oh okay um i think because we spoke about this previously, so I just want to make it clear that, yeah, it, it happens to both sides, right? Because you, you guys told me that women do the mm-hmm. same thing to guys. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, from my perspective, um, I have tried to get with women who I was friends with respectfully before we were friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so, like, I was like, hey, let's just go out, right? And then they were like, oh, something's going on, boyfriend, ex, whatever. And I'm like, cool, I respect that. And they'd be like, hey, you're really cool. Let's be friends. (laughs) And then you just end up kind of stuck because you're like, you don't want to be an ass. So sometimes I think there's like a, people tell me it's best to develop a friendship first. Mm -hmm. But then you already have an intention. Like, so your mind's going to be like, well, this is the goal. Like, whether you want it to be or not, some guys will be like, okay, I'm trying to be your friend first. And then they have a perception about what it could be. And then someone's like, well, no, I don't see you that way now. Some women have been like, certain guys weren't aggressive enough, so they become their friends. Mm-hmm. Some women never had the idea of being more than friends with somebody. So, like, there's this idea of quote unquote friend zone that people have. I hate I that term. That. I hate that term. Every and, guy that I've ever met has friend zoned them. And the thing, is, the thing is, two things can be true. So, like, there are guys out there who weren't aggressive enough, and, and girls will be like, you know, you didn't, like, you didn't try when you had the chance, and now I, only, I, don't, I see you as a submissive kind of quote-unquote beta male, right? Wow, who do you hang out with? I'm not speaking, I'm not speaking people, I'm just speaking in general, like, people see it that way, and there are uh-huh. some people who are like, some women who are like, I've only wanted you as a friend since, the, like, I thought we had, you know, yeah, but people, people can perceive things from two different, different places. True. So it's like, you can't, you can't say someone is wrong mm. for seeing something in you quality-wise that they like, whether it's physically or mentally, anything, and then seeing something that they want from that as more than a friend. And yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with you, with you saying, I don't see that in you, and it's nothing wrong with them saying, well, I can't be friends with you if I, you know. It's like, it's nothing wrong with, it's not like, a, it's not like amusing you, or, you know, it's not like that, because I mean, at the end, everyone's using each other for friendship or whatever, but like, I don't think there's anything wrong with cutting things off if you if you think yeah you have to set boundaries right. with every relationship you i have get a in. friend who's very blunt who tells me she tells a guy like i'm not going to sleep with you i do not want you 
And I love that. You gotta about do her. that sometimes. You do. Because some some women are way too nice about it because they're afraid of getting attacked. I guess. Yeah. And you know that's a that's a narrative too. That I, I don't know. I can't say it's not completely true or not. You know. Um. But I know because I've spoken to women like, hey. And this is maybe me. I'm wrong for putting this pressure on them. I'm like, hey, if you don't, if you're not interested in me, it's fine. I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be whatever. Because I've always wanted to make them comfortable in their decisions. I didn't want them to force them to, you know, think that I could go off the deep end or whatever. I'm not going to speak about them negatively to other people. I prefer that because I've had women friends tell me that I was being used by, yeah, like women friends like would be like, well, she, she didn't treat you right in the sense of, I guess, being honest with you or being whatever, you know, because um, I will always try to be honest and be direct, you know, and make my intentions known and, you know, whatever. And then there gets a point where certain people, not me specifically, but certain people will be like, well, man, she's complaining about her boyfriend all the time and I'm there for her in the way mm-hmm. that he isn't. She just wants you there for emotional support. And she support. wants that mm-hmm. emotional support yeah. or the attention because... A lot of women friends on the opposite spectrum of you guys have a lot of guy friends. And mm-hmm. all those guys are interested in something else. <laughs> and they know that. But they know that the guy isn't aggressive enough to pers- pursue, maybe. But they can use them for unemotional support or the attention they don't get from whoever else. And it becomes like a toxic kind of dependency there. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I think there's a spectrum where you guys are completely innocent. And there's guys who are like chomping at the bits, like I want to, you know, whatever, with this girl, even though she just wants to be friends. Then there's other girls who, who know that and they're cool with being friends with guys who might even feign the idea that they don't know that guys are interested in them physically. I know there's certain girls who will be like, I, he doesn't want me. And she knows deep down that he does. Mm-hmm. And she might just play ignorant, because I know girls who do that. So it depends on. Yeah, I feel like there's been some situations in life, well, I would say that there are people who probably were definitely interested in me when I was trying to be their friends, but I was too dumb to realize that. Because let me tell you, if I had known at the time, I would have jumped on it. (laughs) I'd have been like, yes, come over here. Mm -hmm. But I was so insecure at the time. I was like, there's no way anybody would ever be attracted to me. Mm -hmm. So these people who will always be in my face, like flirting real hard or, you know, jumping over hoops, trying to get my attention, but they weren't like direct. Like, hey, let's go on on a date. I would have been like, hell yeah. But no, they didn't do that shit. So I was like, okay, clearly they're just really good people. They want to be my friend. And then, you know, (laughs) later on, I find out they're like, oh, well, you know, they feel some kind of way because they feel like I use them. I'm like, I was here. I was secretly hoping you would love me. (laughs) But I was too afraid. So sometimes there's that situation, too. It's just two afraid people just, you know, passing each other up the whole time and just... You know, nothing ever comes of that, which is why I think it's important for the most part to become friends with somebody first because then you know that person mm-hmm. intimately. And then, like, if you ever, you know, feel like you feel like you could take a chance with them, like you feel brave in most situations when someone is actually your friend. So it's like, why don't we just go on a date and see how this goes? Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, hell yeah. <laughs> you no, know, because I've I've had friends, like women friends, so the, the possibility of dating was definitely there early on. But then we became so good at friends that it was, like, weird. It was like, I don't think we can do that. Because everyone has this perception that once you're friends, once you're dating, you, like, the friendship, if it, if if you, if the dating doesn't work out, if you don't, if the relationship at the end doesn't work out, then your friendship's going to be kind of ruined. But I always feel like that's 
not a real friendship. Like, if I'm your friend and we try to go out on a date, like, I know a lot about you already because I'm your friend. So I know most of your flaws. You know most of mine. If we can't work out as that romantic type of relationship, I feel like it shouldn't end our friendship unless something, like, I don't know, we cheated on each other or we were, like, very toxic to each other when it comes to relationship. Because I don't see why I couldn't just slide back into friendship unless one of the person was still holding on to hopes of the relationship and the other one was not. That's the only way I feel like it would fall I think apart. you least the one that is, though. I think... I think typically if people if things end amicably, right? If the people split up, um, I think I always kind of found it weird when friends are like, yeah, I'm still hanging out with my ex and whatever. Because they'll still be like my ex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they'll still be like a... Or I have friends who like, I broke up with them but we're still doing relationship things. And they'll be like... Now that I don't agree with. You can't <laughs> do relationship things with people you break up with. Yeah, like... I think sometimes you should spend some time apart when you break up. But you can be friends with your exes. Like, I feel like it's unhealthy if every ex you've ever had, you can't be friends with them. Like, I feel like you are a bad person. Like, there's something in you that can't get over, like, the relationship you've been with. Or, like, maybe you just seek out toxic people. But if I meet somebody and they're like, yeah, I have, like, 12 exes and uh, I hate all of them because they're all bad people. (laughs) I'm not going to trust you. (laughs) Automatically, I don't trust you. (laughs) I feel like it also has to do with, like, how society, <clears throat> how society tells us our friendships like should play out, mm-hmm. especially like in movies and stuff. Ugh. So <laughs> people, a lot of people base their friendships, especially at a young age, with how they see it on TV and movies, and how magazines perceive male and female friendships to be. Like the Steve Urkels. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> did he get her at the end? He did. Hold he on, did. can I, so so. Explain this to me, because this is not the real world, right? No. Nikki Parker, right? You seen the Parkers ever? Yes. Oh, the yeah. whole time, Professor Ogilvy was like, nah, nah. Yeah, she was crazy. Nah. She, she stalked the shit out of him. At the very end, spoilers, he just has a realization that he loves her. Yeah, isn't after that, she was uh, going to marry his brother. That sends the wrong idea out, doesn't it? Isn't, that a, <laughs> isn't there a name for that? Yeah, it's like a, it's a trope. No, I don't know what it's called. Send that it, no, send but they do it a lot. They do it a lot. It's like the character is... A terrible shit person and they seek out this person the over stalkerish. and over again mm-hmm. and then you know even it though works. it's undeserving <laughs> that person gets there happily ever after for no reason right like, you didn't earn this it's unrealistic completely like in a in a in a and i'm sorry cut off your point that just made me think of that i think in a realistic like this scenario they'd be like call the I police wanted, <laughs> I would, if, if i wanted to have a show in the world i had the person to be like hey um this is unhealthy for me but i feel like they almost ended it well because like in that show she did, well, she was about to marry somebody before they got together. And that relationship that she was about to be in was, you know, seemingly healthy. Like, she didn't stalk <laughs> that person. The person was good for her. He helped balance her out, and she balanced him out. But then she chose Ogre, right? And then she just ran to that man as soon because as he came up. <laughs> some natural animalistic attraction supersedes like, the, the safe, healthy thing that, you know. This is what I want. Right. We do that in friendships sometimes, too, though. We, we I mean, there's some chase people. after people we don't need because yeah. it's exciting. There's some people who are just magnetizing. Like some some people are just drawn to certain people, and you, for better or for worse, that's who they want for some reason. Even though all the the, the red flags are there, they're like, "I this person, I want this person in my life. I want mm-hmm. you know." And it's like, I'm the friend there, and I'm like, "Hey, that don't seem like." Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, but I think that that is I think a problem. But I I don't know if like. It's anyone else's problem who's not in it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, there's too many people in the world for me to try to say, "Hey, that's 
Like, everyone's going to follow their instincts. I follow my instincts almost all the time, even if I know they're wrong. Like, if I know, like, this person, you send me money? That's what no. <laughs> I know, like, there's, like, I know this person has certain traits that I shouldn't want to pursue, but something is still drawing me to them. That's happened before. Um, and then I have friends who I learn about, and I'm like, well, damn, they do have shitty qualities about them or really bad things. And I either can, you know, when I see the good in them, that makes me want to still be their friends. Um, I think when I think it only gets complicated when you have multiple friends and then they have fallen out. Because I've had that happen too, uh, really recently, honestly, and it kind of disturbs disturbs everything, disturbs the force. Yeah. Like, then you feel like you have to be pulled in one direction or the other. Especially you have to choose sides in friendships. Right. Because it's like. Like a situation I've had when I had two roommates that were both very close friends. One of them, I would say that their home training was completely different from anything I had ever experienced before. So it was new to me, like just some of the things that they thought was okay. And the other friend that I was living with agreed because we had similar upbringings. So it seemed for for that person, every time we had a falling out, you know, like I was taking her side. And from that girl's perspective, she was like, you know, you're taking her side because she's black. And you're not taking my side because I'm not black. And I was like, no, baby girl, it's your home training. <laughs> that, that is the problem. But I found like, you know, I felt guilty sometimes when I would be like, look, I have to pull her aside and be like, you're fucking up. And this is why you're fucking up. And this is why she think you're fucking up. And because only, only when I was asked, though, I wouldn't just do it on my own like when that person came to me and be like why are we arguing like why is she being mean to me i'm like look because you're doing stupid shit and this is why she's being a bitch to you and if you would stop doing stupid shit she would stop being a bitch to you but i will also say i went to the other girl and be like please stop being a bitch to that girl because she's slow sometimes when it comes to certain things because once again her home training is different so you know you kind of try to navigate between these two friends because i I feel like i want my friends to be friends because like i love all of you and i want you to get to know each other and like appreciate each other maybe not the same level as me but i want you to at least you know coexist in the same environment it's not always okay it's not not gonna happen do you feel like though that some people are just inherently different and they don't have to be friends yeah yeah it's probably better for them not to be friends. Definitely. Right. And you, I think it still it was, makes me sad, though. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm like, I can't hang out with you guys at the same time. I have to, you know, break up my time. Right. Because they'll be, maybe they're too similar to one another. Oh, yeah. And if they were in the same room, they might murder each other. Definitely. <laughs> I, I have a few friends that I'm like, you two will never meet. Right. Never. I, I have friends <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have friends who would never meet. I just don't know how it would be if they did meet. You know, like, I can play the murder scenario out of my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Have you ever, have you guys ever had a friendship where you were friends with somebody and they had a significant other, but the significant other did not like you? And how did you deal with that situation? Most of my friends are single. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, they got in relationships after we hung out less, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know. I do have one friend. Like, um, I don't know if you really call it a significant other. They was, they were very loose. He was Ooh. a loose person. <laughs> but some of his people that he would be with were very bitchy towards me, like very bitchy. And I remember one encounter, like where they came to my house, to my home, 
and got a whole attitude with me. And I was like, so we about to lay hands in my home today? Like, mm. I invited you to my house and you want to be a bitch? I'm about to get that court check. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time I was like, I felt disrespected more so, I guess, by my friend. Because I'm like, you know that some of your people are bitches and you want to bring them to my house? Like, you need to get your partner in check because this is my home. Like, it would be different if I was in your house, but this is my home. So I was mad at my friend for that. I was like, don't don't let me have to deal with this situation again. So, do I think... You, do you feel like their significant other acted that way because they felt like you were trying to get with them? I don't see how. <laughs> because that person was definitely a gay mm-hmm. man. And I have some a people, straight female. <laughs> some people just feel like, oh, they're too close. They might... He, she might try to steal. I'm not trying to convert that child, but um, I mean, they like could. That. Some people are very jealous. I don't know if it was just they had a jealous personality type, or if they were just like some people were just assholes. So I don't know. It, it, it took me a second to think, but I do have somebody like that who um, but the guy was kind of right. So like, I was friends with a girl. We're still friends now, but like back then, we were definitely more attracted to one another. Mm-hmm. She had a boyfriend, but I was Bridget's friends anyway. But he was very, I wouldn't say possessive, but I don't, I think mm. she could have been friends with any guy and he would have felt the way he felt, you know. But even to this day, we're friends and none of that, that's like so far in the past, we didn't even look at each other that way anymore. But like, um, I was not very throughout any, anyway, but like he definitely, we were, I, I think we were kind of cool sometimes, but he definitely didn't, he kind of saw me as a threat of some sort. He didn't want, really want me around her so much all the time. And it was ironic because we ended up going to the same college. <laughs> so I would be around campus here and there. Mm. So, like, I think she would visit him. Like, hey, I'm here. Come visit me, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, I think he was kind of just, like, you know, possessive in a sort. Do you feel like there needs to be a conversation between you and the significant other to get on, like, the same no. plane? <laughs> Hell no. They no. need to come to my level because I was here first. Exactly. Maybe there's like a, under, a misunderstanding because when I was in high school, I had somebody and there was this girl that was around and she came up to me and she was like, I feel like you hate me. And I was like, no, I don't hate you. <laughs> and then we were cool. You know what? Like, honestly, I feel like any girl that I'm going to date anytime in the future is going to be like, Hey, this person was already my friend. <laughs> like, if you have a problem with them, then you don't trust me. True, not, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, like if you don't, if you think someone's like, you think I'm about to, like, you think I'm just fall to their whims. Like, oh, you love me, I'm gonna love you too. Like, cause no, it's not gonna happen that way unless I'm a shitty person, and then you can't, then I don't deserve to be with you. Then if I'm gonna do that anyway. Clearly, I feel like that's another thing that um, society and Movies. television yeah. does. They pit people against each other. When there's no need for that to happen. There's no need for this drama. They just make it... I feel like TV makes real friendships worse. Because people see it, and they're like, yeah, that's how you should That's how you should be. They have all these different tropes. Right. You know what? I feel like I didn't get to watch a lot of TV as a child, so I didn't, wasn't exposed to a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I did watch, I think I, like one show was <laughs> Vassal Raven. Mm-hmm. I feel like her friendship with Chelsea was toxic as shit. Because... Her friendship, like, whenever she wanted something to advance her fashion career, Chelsea would get, like, jealous or mad or be like, oh, no, it's against human rights because that is things that she felt 
strongly about, but not things necessarily Raven felt strongly about. Mm-hmm. And Raven will almost always give up an opportunity to grow and be successful in life to appease her friend. But mm-hmm. her friend would never do the same thing for Raven. And as a child, I always, always like, that's some bullshit. Like, you think yeah. I would give up my hopes and dreams just to make my friend happy? Because if they were my real friend, they would understand that we don't you know, appreciate the same things. We don't fight the same struggles. And they would let me be great. Plus, yeah. if I got rich and became a fashion designer, I could stop having, you know, animal-made products. Once I'm rich. <laughs> Once I level up, I can think about that <laughs> other shit. <laughs> I think another friendship on the same line is the friendships in the Proud family. Oh yeah, like Those Penny. Trash. The when when you go back and look at the Proud family, Penny was not a great friend. She was fake as shit. Especially, well, they were all fake. They were all fake. But the, that one episode where she taught Dijanae how to do spoken word, mm-hmm. and when Dijanae was better than her, she felt like she felt betrayed, and she she just like wanted to stop being friends with her because one of her friends was better at something than she was. Yep. And she felt like she had to be the center of attention. Also, the friendships in Grownish are not that great. Never heard of that. <sighs> Zoe makes me so mad. So, that makes me think um, of a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, do you believe at all times that how someone is treated in a friendship is their fault or is the other person's fault? Do you believe the person treating, doing the bad treating of the friend is always their fault? Or you do you believe that some people allow themselves to be treated that way? I think it's a push and pull. So there's definitely some friendships where, like, one person is just very controlling and manipulative. And sometimes you don't always know that you're being manipulated early uh-huh. on. Yeah. So I'm not going to blame you for being manipulated because that is manipulation. You don't know what's happening. But if you're one of those people that sees the problems with your friend... Like, you know that they're a trash person. You see what they're doing, but you cling to them anyway because you don't want to be alone. You know, I'm definitely going to be like, you need to learn how to exist alone before you try to attach yourself to somebody else because you're never going to be happy. Um, I feel like people who are manipulative, and I'm not caping for them or anything, but I feel like some people have done it so much that they don't even know if they're doing it anymore. I can agree with that. That's Um, probably a thing. So some people have developed habitual, like, tendencies to, like, Gaslight, I guess you could say. Like they, you know, and it's they. I think people who are the best liars believe their lies, almost like they they have a conviction in that what they say, you know, in the moment because it's like a it's like an instinct it's like a, it's like a defense mechanism. You know, mm-hmm. they they just react and you know and they react in that way. It's pretty poor. So um, I think people like that would probably need a friend who's very blunt and straightforward to be like, hey, that's, you know what you're Call doing. Call them on their bullshit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not always good at that, especially because certain people will know that if you speak to them, like, I think some people respect my opinion because I'm, I've always been kind of honest about, or I'm seen as, as morally just to some people. So, like, um, I think I have friends who might have some things about them that, they might not be happy or proud of, um, and they'll neglect to mention certain things to me because they don't want me judging them or, and and I wouldn't even judge them. I'd be like, hey, that's you know, you need to. Some people are afraid to face their own uh, problems head on, so they kind of hold things back from people. Like it's, it's a difference between having something personal to you and and whatever, and, and there's something. There's a difference between being ashamed of something, and I think some some people are just like. 
they just they just keep things to themselves because they don't want uh, their your perception of them to be negative, and they don't want or they don't want to change who they are because mm-hmm. they're not ready to. So they you know they grasp onto um, they just hold they hold certain things back. You know what? That made me think. So I will say I feel like my going back to earlier my relationship with my male friends. I don't feel like most of them are my most authentic self with them because I do feel like I have to be only a certain portion of me around them because I feel like they would judge me if they knew like the full picture or they would have an idea of who I was that was not true to who I am. So I got to adjust my thoughts and behaviors to them so they can get a glimpse of who I'm trying to be, I guess. I don't know. But I can be authentic with the girls because I think that they won't judge me harshly or have an idea of like, okay, well, you know, you're just like all women, you know? Yeah, that is the worst thing. Like, all men are all women. I hate that so much. Um, but I think it goes twofold because I was speaking about what I was saying and hearing you speak. I kind of think I do that too. And I don't think me holding back parts of myself is inauthentic. I just think that um, there's different parts of me that come out too for other people naturally, you know, like... Um, Depending on the person, man or man or woman, doesn't matter. Um, there's a part of me that is there's a stronger aspect of my personality that comes out when certain people are around certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also parts of me that I think I have like parts of me that has ideas that I don't necessarily understand how to, you know, get out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't always speak on it because I don't know how to project it properly or explain it all the way, you know. And I think I do have friends who are so different in spectrum that some people might understand what I'm coming from and some people might not. Um, so I think we all naturally kind of just curve who we are a bit for people. Yeah. You know, um, which is, I guess, that's a courtesy of sorts. You know, like... Um, I don't know. I feel it's not really like we're curving ourselves for them. It's just that, like, you, you present somebody with the basic menu or whatever, but... The more they like the food, the more you're willing to give them. That's how I see it in life. Like, I will cook somebody something simple, but if they like my food, I'm like, okay, let me show you what I can really do. See, <laughs> see that's, that's, a, that's an analogy that you can make, but for me, it's like, if I like something, I only want to eat that. I'm that person. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I like that one meal. Wow. I, I, it's, it satisfies me every time. Like, But eventually, you're going to get tired of you eating think, the same you think thing. I've eaten some of the things I've been eating for like over oh a decade. What a life to <laughs> live. And I was like, yo. I can't imagine that. Because then you'll try something different. You're like, ah, oh, this person is good. <laughs> I don't know. I like to appreciate explore. Other things more. <laughs> I wouldn't want to continuously. That's like, I'm going to use food analogy too because I like mashed potatoes. Oh, God. Just having surface level, no salt, no pepper, oh, nothing. <laughs> wow. Just regular mashed potatoes. Imagine that being what you show what you show somebody and then you start getting to know them better. You add some salt, you keep knowing them better, some pepper, keep knowing them better, some butter, some cheese, a little bit of gravy, and then you get the whole Okay, I get where you're point. I get so that goes back to my uh, point about people um, virtual like well, not virtual but signaling themselves, right? Because mm-hmm. they have all these great things about them, and then you see that oh maybe something's not right about this, and maybe something the ingredient that they added maybe something about that ingredient isn't so good. Yeah. They put raisins in it. God I damn. Guess, I wouldn't <laughs> mean, I mean taste wise. <laughs> like there's a thing there's palatability, right? Like yeah. some things are you add to make them taste better than they, what they actually are. Mm-hmm. 
And then it, it, it like you there. fucked up the menu, so you trying to put something on there to I mean, cover it up. So like, I'm, I'm I'm about to make it scientific in a sense now, but there's like a like there's a palatability, right? So you have different types of hunger, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have something that tastes too good, it messes up your senses. It messes up your wiring. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that is what I want. It, like you could be craving something specific, but because you've eaten like whatever that sugar thing is or that really good potato with the cheese and everything on it, that's for your mind's like says it's going to help. Right, and then the thing you might really need that makes you feel better, it seems boring, and it's like, I don't want to eat that because I had this really good tasting thing. So now I'm not going to eat that anymore, and now my health might decline because that tastes so much better and it's more addictive. Same thing happens in people's personality. Okay, like I know people. <laughs> you see, I have 40 bucks. Leave my mashed potatoes alone. <laughs> I'm saying nothing wrong with the plain mashed potatoes, but now you can't go back to it. Now you, now you broke. You don't, you can't get the cheese. You can't get the salt and pepper, and all you got is the potatoes, which is really all you need. But you can eat the potatoes and imagine that good time you had. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> saying now you like now you can't enjoy as much as man. You used to have salt and pepper. And cheese. But I don't know. I think. It depends on your food mood because some, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that's a thing. Look, Put it on the shirt. some of my it. friends are like crazy and exciting. They're like fucking roller coasters, and I definitely enjoy every single second with them. Yeah. But I also enjoy my plain ass mashed potatoes because I need to be chill and I need to calm right. the fuck down sometimes. But like I can't be with that roller coaster all the time. I'm gonna burn down the city. Yeah, when the <laughs> pandemic happens and the roller coasters are kind of like scary and you can't really do it, it's like well. You know, what's, what's bread and butter? What can I really go to? What can I really depend on? Hey, bread and butter helped me survive life as a child. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not white bread. No, not white I'm just saying, bread. I didn't mean literally bread and butter. I didn't really, I, I Sorry, mean, what I'm is, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, when things, when the going gets tough. The, the dependable. The dependable thing is what you need. You need to, you need to, you need to pinto. What, what did, um. You said uh, the pinto? What did, uh, what did Green say about, like, he's a. He's a Ferrari or whatever. Oh, but that yeah, doesn't mean I can't get song. you there. Oh my yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, he can get you there, okay? The car, like, I, I was thinking something about the car earlier, okay? You don't need the, the most expensive car, okay? You don't need the most exciting friends. It's cool, but they're going to be the person you go to for a fun time. You can have someone who's exciting and be the other thing, too, and be the, even be the solid Get you a rock. friend that can do both. Get you a friend <laughs> who can do both, but sometimes that's not... That's not everyone, and I'm definitely not the super exciting friend. I'm definitely the friend you go to when you really need something or you need a foundation. I'm that friend. I'm not the like I I do I do have like certain things where I might just be more exuberant. I might be more fun. I might do a, I might drop down and do a warm at a party. Like, I might, <laughs> I've done that. I've done wow. that. Like I might be exciting sometimes, but like deep down, like typically I'm I'm kind of more boring. Some mm-hmm. people, you know, like, I think it depends on the like what they need excitement for. Because I'm I'm not gonna drive down to the warm at the party, but I will help you burn down a building. So oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm there for you. I am there for you if you need me. Like, and you watch Shrek, right? You yeah. seen the, I think the onion, right? The layers. Yes. I'm that. I'm the layers. Okay. That that sounds like I'm. Like, I'm the layers. Ogre. Yeah, no. Ogres layers. have layers. Well, I'm not. I feel like I'm just. I feel like I'm selling myself too high here. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, there's not a, I'm not saying that one thing doesn't equal the other and that they're opposites all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that I've, we've all known people who had all, on paper, who had all these good traits, and then you learn who they are as people, and then you're like, well, this person, I can't, this person's not meant to be in my life, or I not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the people to, to this day that I, I, I think I love them, like, friends, 
who I can I can in family too actually who I can only have a minute amount of time with. Like I can't. Yeah. Definitely. I have a, a threshold that definitely ends at a certain point where I'm like, okay, like I I can't because you too, time to too, go. too much for me. Two right. hours. <laughs> Already. What? No. Oh. That's my threshold. About two hours. That's a that's, lot. That's generous. <laughs> yeah. Some people, I'm like, ooh, I love you from a distance. Like, I can call you and email you, but please don't put me in the same room with that person. No. I've used friends to, like, gauge my, like, my habits that are annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because I used to talk over people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And every now and then it'll come back because I, I don't notice it. Because sometimes we're just talking and you're just existing or whatever. But sometimes I'm not aware Right, and I've had friends call me out, and I'm like, "You're right," and they could be rude or whatever about it, but it's kind of like you respect it sometimes. <laughs> so, like, I've definitely tried to be like cognizant of like, how am I proceeding right now? Like, am I just make? Am I being obsessive? Am I talking too much about me? Am I like, am I not listening to you? Am mm-hmm. I? You know, there's also the other end of talk, thinking too much about certain things, but like, yeah, I think, I think a friend who makes you aware of your faults. There's friends who can make you aware of your faults and friends who can make you... Who can, there are friends who can make you aware of your faults and friends who can just have problems with certain things about you that just can't be helped. Or, yeah. You know, so it's, there's a balance. Like, I don't like the way you blink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and you have to decide, like, hey, that is a problem or that's just who I am. And, yeah. You know, so I think there's a... I think everything is based on how you perceive it. And every, it doesn't always mean it's the wrong thing. It just means that we're not compatible or we are... Cause I can change this thing that I don't like about me either, you know. Definitely. Mm. All right, I have two more questions and then we're good to go. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be a two-parter, honestly, because I really don't think I can think of everything. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel a friendship is toxic, how do you go about ending it? How toxic is the friendship? Is it like I need to end it now, or can I do it gracefully? Like, are we fighting? Throwing hands? Like, that friendship on you with Peaches and the other girl? Oh, that bitch would have to oh, go. Said, <laughs> <laughs> that bitch would have to go. She was crazy, obsessive, stalker. Like, she had photos of that bitch on her thing. Like, no, that would not happen. So this is not the type of friendship that you can end gracefully. You got to get a restraining order. You got to fight a bitch. And all kinds mm. of stuff is going to have to go down. she she was like that. Well, she she, did she ever know she was like that? She did. He told her before he killed her. Oh, what? This is oh. a TV show. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought she was talking about a real friend you knew. No. Peaches, what? Peaches, no. no. Peaches, no. There's a um, TV show on Netflix called You. Very late spoiler alert, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And basically, it, this is a story of a guy who meets a girl and he stalks her. And she meets her has second stalker. I guess original stalker because mm. she knew it a lot. They become friends, stalker friends. No, oh, they no. enemies. <laughs> oh, come on, we should be friends. Fan club, come on. No, okay. It was really. Toxic. There can only be one. Yeah, that's how stalkers. So work. Peaches <laughs> is the best friend of the girl, and she's like super jealous. She's always like, she feels like she has to throw money at her friend and tell her buy her attention and love. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you don't need. A person like that in your life oh this person's trash you need somebody who's rich but like you also have to acknowledge in that scenario that the girl was very toxic herself and she definitely attracted a lot of toxic people to her so it was like birds of a feather in that situation 
She did kind of use Peach as well. She did. She used her for her money and influence. Actually, it was Peach. Whatever her name was. Peach. So she, like, like if you attract toxic people and you toxic yourself, then I say, you know, have at it. You guys can be trash together. Just look, go at it. But All if you're, if you feel like, like you can see these things, like you have a friend that's not good for you, then you can decide to, you know, ghost that bitch. I have done that before. It's probably not nice, but I mean, I've definitely done it before. I have a question. And I want you to get back to your question because I kind of forgot it. Oh, my <laughs> wow. God. I kind of remember. This is what we talk about you. <laughs> but no, like, um, because Q is twofold. Do you think the word toxic can kind of be an umbrella term? And do you feel like certain people are redeemable in spite of their toxicity? Like certain people have good enough qualities and they just have problems that... Do you feel like certain people are worth being there for and trying to get past it? Or you think, you know what? I can't save or salvage this. I need to just abort mission. Do you do you see things from someone automatically? Because sometimes I see things from people that remind me of other people, and I'm like, you're oh, not yeah. a friend. It depends on like, did they do something to me? Probably not. I'm just saying, like, you can or see that you can see maybe it's leading to you. Maybe you can see that they they always they always have a problem going on. They're always blaming someone else, and something's always happening to them that. Or they're always involved in something that you're not involved in yet, but it could lead to you? I feel like if I see that there's a problem and I try to talk to them about their problem and they make it seem like I'm attacking them, mm-hmm. then I don't feel like I should waste my time with that person. Because yeah. if it comes to the point where they start attacking me, then I'm the type of person to hold grudges. I don't Preach. try to, but it's it's just it's a natural instinct. Like once you do me wrong one time, maybe it's the Virgo in me. Once you do me wrong one time, it's like I'm I'm done with you. I cut you off. I think like I definitely look at people very specifically sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not always analyzing people, but like especially in one-on-one situations, it's kind of like I can see something about somebody that I'm like. Maybe that could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I see, like, I could just be too critical, you know. Because I think over the years, I'll have friends, and maybe at a certain point, there is something about them that I find not to be good. Or maybe something about how they treat me or how they perceive such situations. I'm like, I don't think I like that. But it might not be enough to end things. It could just be a moment in time. Like, I, I definitely know. I go through my phases. And sometimes I tell friends, like, hey, I'm going through my face right now. You might want to stay away for a bit. I might need to be alone. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think some people might have some unlikable traits. But, I think Yeah. Uh, it depends on what you're willing to put up with sometimes. Because there's some people I've had in my life who... Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Siri. <laughs> we don't need your information, Siri. Uh, there's some people in my life who I feel like have very... They had a lot of drama around them, like drugs, mm-hmm. abusive spouses, yeah. and just bad decisions left and right. But I still valued that individual person in my life, like when they weren't on drugs and when they weren't like, you know, fighting with other people. Like when they were around me, I wasn't receiving, you know, that personality. But I know what they did when they were away from me. So I didn't feel like I needed to cut that person off because I was like, well, when you with me, you're good. Right? But I can't account for what you do with other people or how you act with other people. I can't talk too much about what I'm about to say, but I had a situation like that or have or whatever where it's like our relationship is fine 
here. Mm-hmm. But maybe a relationship with someone else that I know isn't. And they're telling me things that, that I didn't really know. Yeah. And it affects them. And it's like, well, am I complicit because I know these things but I ignore them? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, am I enabling by not by being inactive? Am I like allowing them to be a certain way? You know, because at the end of the day, I do feel like we're all adults, but like some things start from childhood that maybe we never got out of. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Know? Um, like I'm going through that kind of now, where uh, I have a friend who I might have heard a thing too about, and we haven't really spoken about it because this person is more secretive than that but at the same time I'm someone who values like people's uh, what's the word uh, boundaries I, I, I respect that kind of thing you mm-hmm. know so like and then maybe the other friend who's telling you these things don't really want you to talk about it then you feel like you're, you're like well then why are you telling me that kind of thing you know sometimes you just need to vent mm-hmm. right um, but then you feel like you feel like you're stuck in the middle a little bit. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so that actually has, gives another question, but you know what? You, you had a question I want you to ask again. I think we kind of went over that Did question. We? Yeah, about oh. how, to, how do you end toxic friendships? I don't think I answered that really. Oh. Um, I think I'm really bad at ending toxic friendships. I don't mm-hmm. think I have toxic friendships typically. Like, um, like I said, I think I just kind of go my own way mm-hmm. <laughs> like um because i'm i'm already i'm typically not the life of the party i'm typically alone anyway like unless i'm seeking out people so i don't have a situation where i'm hanging with someone weekly so it's not like you know I, like i've had situations where i was seeing someone every day and i'm like i can't handle this mm-hmm. the toxicity is because of overexposure mm-hmm. and maybe if we were less um, active, active together, then it won't be so bad. Mm-hmm. Some, cause that's me. I have it takes me energy sometimes to be around people. Sometimes it takes yeah. me like it. So it could just be me not being able to take who you are. But I think also people are inherently have their problems. So people apologize. Like as someone I'm thinking of now has apologized to me for how they've been, cause they can see it, you know. But like, I think that for them to be different because if, if you see if someone sees their problem some people acknowledge their problems as a crutch to continue to be that way yeah i was if just I about to say that yeah, like what I, about if, those people they're like oh i'm sorry i'm this way right over and over again but they have never done anything to right. stop being that way right so like it's like a it's like a it's like a huge like psychologically it's like i've even met somebody before like during our early stages of getting to know each other they're like oh, I'm bipolar, so if I, you know, just go off on you, you right. have to accept that. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, you clearly need to walk away from me now because two crazy people don't need to be in the same room with each other. Like, no. I do believe, though, like, mental health is it's not an excuse, but it's not it's not nothing. Like, Yeah, think, I'm not saying you have to completely ignore it. Like, right. you're supposed to be able to acknowledge your condition and work on being able to be a functioning member of society with that with counseling and medication but don't just act a fool but being unapologetic about it yeah and be like oh this is me this is who i am because then it kind of like gives you like the um it kind of um 
validates, I guess, people's actions, and it shouldn't. Right. It's um, like, yeah, I'm I'm beating you up right now because you ate my last piece of bread. Right. Because like, of this, and it's okay. Right. Like, you can't just be like, well, I went through this as a kid or that, so I can treat people how I want to treat them. Like, nope. So, um... You're just becoming the problem at that point. But, yeah, like, ending toxic friendships. Like, I think I... I just gauge people so much that I don't become friends with them in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is for me. Like no, but I mean, like, say you're f- you. It's one of your best friends. One of my best friends. Your friendship is great and peaches and cream for like years and years, and then for some weird reason, it just goes left, and it becomes like super toxic, and you know you have to end that friendship, but you don't know how to end it. Yeah. I mean. That's hypothetical for me because, like, my best friends, like, I can't envision a scenario. Like, I think, I think what makes us friends for so long, like, two two long friendships specifically, is I know where we are different on and how I know almost how to like navigate a bit. Like, I kind of understand maybe there's things they don't like about me and the things I don't like about them, but they're perfectly reasonable things. And you know, like, I think if you're over, if you're like always around somebody and they're like some people use friends as like their whole like foundation of living just like mm-hmm. a relationship it's like well this person is a big part of my life mm-hmm. and my life involves them and my life is not like that my life is like hey how do i improve how do i work on this how do i be a better me and mm-hmm. how do and how do i give my time to people and because i know you know it's not like what am i doing today with this friend and that friend and then all you know is them because you're around them so much and then you you know because i'm pretty sure if you guys are around me all like 24 7 you're gonna find something about me if you haven't already that you don't like um so like That's you know normal. i found out kevon is a werewolf i already knew he was a werewolf what <laughs> i don't okay um i don't like no, I'm not. <laughs> um, i used to be way more rough than i am now um but like i don't know how to answer that question because i've had toxic friends that like we're not friends anymore but it was also situational where it's like people moved away mm-hmm. or um we be as a group decided it wasn't like one-on-one you know like um hey i can't i never told someone i can't be your friend anymore because you're toxic or something's wrong with you like i can't i think the currents kind of went the way they did and we just kind of grew apart because i'm not I maybe not just the most expressive person, but you can kind of read me mm-hmm. for the most part. So, yeah. I'm trying to think of someone who was toxic enough that I'm like, I can't be their friend. And there's one person who comes to mind, but we didn't necessarily, like, we didn't have a conversation about it. It was kind of like, like, I think he, he tried to salvage our friendship, mm-hmm. and but our friendship was also based on being friends with someone else. And so I had to like be like, I'm sorry, dude. This guy's my best friend. I can't like I, I like if I'm not. I've been his friend way longer, and you know you've done things that even bothers me. So like, you know, but I don't look at it that way. Um, like I don't look at friendship as something that you just cut off like that. You know, um, so that could be a problem. But I, I, I feel like, and I'm going on tangent now. So stop me. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people kind of look at friendship as like a accessory to their life, you know, and I can lose it and get a new one. People don't think that way overtly, 
Mm-hmm. I think subconsciously, people have that idea. Like, I don't know. I feel like I see all relationships, like friendships, romantic relationships, like all of them in the same light as that. If it's not really serving you and it's um, hurting you, then you need to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not afraid to snip when it comes to those things. And even if it's somebody who I feel like I've been friends with my whole life, I feel like it's better to cut it off now and maybe when, you know, we reevaluate our lives, we can get back together later on in life. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not about to sit here and suffer because of, like, the past. Like, we had a good past. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a good future. Right. I think I feel that way mostly because, like, I grew up in an environment where, like, I had divorced parents who tried to stay together for the children, right? Mm-hmm. And they were hanging on to this false identity of a marriage because of a past relationship that probably at some point was good. And I never wanted to be that person in any part of my life. So I'm like, if this is not good, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna, I'm not about to sit here silently like, oh yeah, we're gonna work through this and things are gonna be like it was in the past. Cause it's never gonna be like it was in the past. I don't, I don't know. I don't think people like gauge things though. Like I don't think people, I think people just feel like, mm-hmm. like I think I can speak about how I think I should perceive and do things, but innately I might not do those things because I might not even notice that I'm doing those things. Because I think about things I say all the time and how I actually do with certain people, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, well, if I was thinking of how I'm speaking now, then, or acting on how I, sp- if I practice what I preach at all times, and I'm always aware. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to see the picture when you step back from right. it. Right. So. so, you know, um, hindsight, I guess, or, like, just being outside of, outside looking in, um, you know, because, I mean, it, I think that we, there's, like, a compartment of doors, and I don't mean a part, but a compartment, right, and it's, like, this door leads to that way, and that door leads to that way, and it gets super confusing, and then you, you like you don't know where you're going sometimes you yeah. don't always see it you're just moving that's just a, that's a horrible analogy i know um but sometimes i i, I think i overanalyze like what am i doing in a situation with someone what is my what am, what are my goals here mm-hmm. what am i um looking to achieve why am i so why am i so adamant about being this person's friend you know cuz i do have a a bit of like if I have a friend who's in need, I have more of a need to be, like, you know, I have more of a need to be there for them. And sometimes I think, like, um, am I coming from a genuine place or is this something with me that feels the need to help people or whatever? And I know that sounds like, well, well you're helping people, you know, but um, I don't know. I think about, like, how I am in them. I don't always just look at one person's side of the situation. I look at, like, my aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, that sounds that sounds like it's, you know, it sounds hard to explain. If I'm ex- the way I'm explaining it, <laughs> you a little bit of circle talk. I'm not it's giving okay. okay. I don't think I'm giving enough information here, but like, um, like, I have like, I think I have the idea of myself that I'm a good person, and that I always want to be right, and I always want to be a good person, and so. If someone's going through something and I feel like I can help them, I should make myself available. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not my job 
to do that and maybe I should be able to look back and work on myself and say, hey, I know you're going through this, but it sounds like you sound like a bad person and you're like, I can't help you. <laughs> you sound like a bad person. I mean, it's true sometimes though. If you really can't help that person right. and you try to help them anyway, even though you have no idea how to help them, it's almost worse sometimes. Do you feel like you're hurting yourself? Because it's like, why are you here? Right. Do you feel like you're like making things worse no, for you? No, I am the opposite of you. I feel like I'm a shitty person when it comes to most things. So if I see somebody struggling and it's not something I can immediately fix, I'm just going to let them struggle, honestly. I'm not going to go out of my way and try to help them because I don't feel like I can. And I'm not, I feel like it's just a waste of time for both parties involved. Like, so. say you're like, you're you're in a war zone, right? It's like Forrest Gump, if you've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. And somebody gets shot, and then they can't they can't walk anymore, and they're like, "Leave me!" And then you're like, "No." They like, told me to leave them. They <laughs> did. They did. Right? And then you you're making it harder than yourself. You can't get away. Like, I think if I was in a situation, I would have to have a good reason to keep them alive. Like, right. how many people are left in the troops? I would, I would think about this in the instant. Like, do I need them alive? Is there like bullets gonna keep, you know, us going? It's gonna keep us through this. Do they have valuable things on them, on their body that I need? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very. Uh, <laughs> That's how my brain works. Like, this is what I would think about in that instant. And if I felt like the good outweighed the bad, then I would take them with me. But if I felt like they were dead weight, they would be dead weight, right. and they would be. So this is why I'm not a soldier. <laughs> I think there's a balance. I feel like there's a need to be blunt and be straightforward in that and cut things off. And there's a, I think there's a time and a place for every single thing. Definitely. And, you know. If I feel like I can't handle a situation that I needs to be that needs to be handled gently, then I'm not going to approach it. Because I've tried in life and I have failed. I have discussed this before. Like, I was trying to, you know, make someone feel better, a new person who got invited to our group. And they were feeling insecure. And I was like, oh, I feel like you don't want me here. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not that I don't want you here. I just don't know you yet. So I don't feel anything towards you. Like, I feel nothing towards you. And that made them feel bad. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't see you as okay. nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Um, you're very blunt sometimes. So, like, so I, don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to talk gently to people. Like, hey, you know, nothing's wrong. I just forget just the fun out process. Getting to know each other. That's it. Right. You can't say I don't know you. And I mean, but that was the not, truth. It's the truth, <laughs> but it's it's like it's not it's not it's a little too honest. It's a little too callous. It's a little too cold. I don't know. You have to be like, hey, I'm just getting to know you. No Nothing one wrong. spoke gently to me ever. So well, I I don't do I don't like know that, how to speak gently to people, which well, is why I just avoid do you it. Feel like it's affected you. I don't know. I way? definitely still have friends who who are appreciative of my personality type. And, like, when it comes to certain people, like, I do have friends that I feel like are more emotional, like, yeah. overly emotional, maybe, mm -hmm. like, a thousand percent more than a normal yeah. average human. And when they have something that they're struggling with that feel, that needs to be, like, they need to be coddled in that instant. Right. I am not the type of person who can coddle them, so I'm just going to silently give them a hug and, like, let them go through what they're going to because I know my words can't help them because right. I, I physically cannot imagine a scenario even when i try to be gentle with somebody it always comes off as harsh right and i know that about myself so i just prevent you know more injury by taking myself from that situation and you don't look at it as a positive or negative thing it's just who you are it's just a thing like right. i don't like i definitely tried to correct it before and it only makes things worse so i'm right. like maybe i should just leave it alone we ever just you ever just say hey i don't know how to say this <laughs> like i don't know do you ever just Tell them, you know how you're saying someone's like, I'm bipolar, so you have to accept it. Not like that. Well, no. But you ever just acknowledge that, hey, 
I'm not the best at speaking this way. I don't, I don't have the best filter. Yeah, um, I don't I don't call, say a filter or anything like that. I'm just like, I don't know how to approach the situation is right. what I would probably tell them. But I'm here for you. Like, you need me to get something for you, I'll go make you some tea. I'll, right. you know, clean your house for you or something like that. But I, I probably can't give you words of encouragement right now because it's not something I know how to do. So I definitely make people aware of that. So... You know, if they want words of encouragement, they know not to try to come to me. I think I've mm-hmm. been around you enough, at least recently, that I would know that. Yeah. And I, I, would, like I wouldn't be offended as much as other people might. Yeah, like, new- newcomers do not appreciate Like, me. I mean, because this is how I am. Here's another thing. Like, <laughs> I look at certain people's traits and I'm like, oh, this is who you are. And it's how, like, some people can seem rude or whatever, but it's like they don't mean to be rude. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, like, look at people and I'm like, okay, this is... You don't, you're not trying to be mean on purpose. This is how you are. There's like a, a, a detachment there. Like at least socially. Or like, um, so like, you're, some people are just like, you're a bad person because this is who you, I don't like you because of something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I can see that that's the habit of this. That's how they communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, some able to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to try to change you because nothing's wrong with you. It's just how you are. It's how you, you know, this is how you speak. And yeah. some people are just like... Some people are just abrasive and some people yeah. are not. So. Are we over time? Nope. I got one last question. Okay. To wrap this all up, we are all in our adulthood. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's not. But how do you start a friendship? I'm going to be honest, and this is going to sound real weird to anybody who listens. I definitely stalk people before they become my friends. Like, I do. I friendship stalk. I will find somebody, and I'll be like, this person was cool, and I'm going to watch them for a little bit to see see who they interact with and who they talk to, and then I'm going to watch the people that they talk to and be like, who they interact with, who they talk to. Like, is this person a good person? Will we get along? Do they seem nice? And then I'm going to investigate by asking other people about them, and then I'm like, okay, now I feel like I could be their friend so then i'm gonna think about approaching them for a long time probably six to seven months and then eventually (laughs) eventually let me tell you my anxiety y'all eventually i'll be like hi (laughs) and if the conversation goes past hi then we're friends all right all right i want to i just want to know did you do i stopped you yes i did I saw you at work. You had your jean jacket with Rick and Morty patch on. I was like, this is a cool person. I'm going to be her friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Honestly, a long it. time later, we became friends. A long time. <laughs> I was watching you. I was watching. I was flattered and plotting. I'm five steps ahead. I know what's happening tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Honestly, what, not who I was going to ask about. I was going to ask about Bella. <laughs> oh, I did with Bella, too. Oh. So, that one weird guy at work, I don't remember his name, but he was my, like, uh, I don't know. He had glasses. I don't remember. He used to try to get with Bella all the time. But he was my uh, person when I was a new star that comes to check on you. Uh-huh. He was obsessed with Bella. And Bella seemed cool. And I was like, tell me about her. <laughs> so, I used, you I used his obsession. <laughs> To get to know Bella, oh and then God. I got to know Bella, and I was like, he's stalking you. Yo, can I, can I make oh, a quick... Okay, Joe. Okay, Joe. Can I make a quick random note yeah. about yes. guys, guy friends? <coughs> You're not my friend if I try to date a girl, and then it didn't work out, and you ask me questions about you trying to date her. This happened. Huh? It's ha- so, I've tried, like, especially at work, I've courted girls, or like, whatever, and... 
Oh, courted. Courted. I courted her, and we went to the, the you know. Yeah. Either way, and it's it did for credit. one reason or another. It didn't work out, and I've had a guy to come to me and be like, "So what about this? You know, can you tell me things about her?" Mm-hmm. And they'll be interested, and I'm like, well, "Get out territorial." No, it's like. Mm-hmm. I guess we're not like it's I'm like I was cool about it, but it's like why are you like this is you know I was trying to date her. And so, now you know now you're trying to date her. Would you you feel some type of way if you liked a girl and your friend knew and then it didn't go somewhere and your friend tried to get rid that's of her? That's a it's so weird. There's like a guy code and there's like a it's like a well some guys have this opinion that I think is maybe toxic, but it's hmm. like, you know, it's no, you, you I'm trying jibs. to say I'm trying to say it in a, a, a jibs. No, it's, I'm trying to say this in a in a um a, a, a completely unoffensive way. Um, some guys are are they like to say there's no emotional attachment to the to, to the other sex. That if you didn't work out with her, I should be able to just go over there and you know because I'm a hundred percent say I'm one of those people. Right. Like I feel like if my friend dated somebody and they didn't work out, if they didn't like break up in a way that I disagree with. I'm not gonna like love is love. I'm not gonna risk me I'm finding somebody it, I need I'm because of their nice, past. I'm saying it in a nice way. Some guys, like that's unless they're just true. trying to smash, right? That kind of thing. So, like, there's some guys who are just like you know she belongs to the whatever. Some guys are she like belongs that. to the streets. <laughs> yeah, some guys are like that. And then you know some guys are just like hey, some people belong to the streets. It's okay. Dude, there's some guys who I've been. Friends there are men with. and women and everything in between that belong to the streets. Like there are guys like I was, I asked this one girl out before she was dating this one guy, and then I became cool with the guy, and then I think they broke up, and I'm like, well, how cool are we? I don't even know. How, how close of friends are we? You know, like I've and I've asked certain guys, like I've asked certain guys, like, hey, is it cool that I talk to her? That's not a romantic aspect, though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, I'll, like I'm not gonna be saying, hey, tell me about. Like I've asked certain guys, it's cool about you know, because you guys used to date or whatever. But like, that's guy, really I'm, nice of you. I would right, not. like, <laughs> like, because if I consider us real friends, and you know, whatever. But th- this guy, he's like. I was just talking to her, and then we just, and it was, like, super, like, recent. It was like, yo, so, you yeah. got any advice? Slide on like, Yeah. <laughs> but we weren't close, close friends. I feel like, luckily, like, none of my friends are attracted to the same type of people I am, so I would never mm-hmm. really have that scenario happen. Because I've been there. Complete um, different tastes of people. But to get to your question. How do you make friends? <laughs> how do Tell I make friends? how to make friends I as an adult. Stalk them. I don't no, like, I don't know how to do that, Ty. <laughs> There was never a situation where I saw someone like, I want to be their friend. <laughs> people who come to me creep me out like that. When people come to me and they're like, start trying to be my friend, it usually creeps me out. Because I, I, I'm like a very to myself person mm-hmm. for the most part, and I like my space. Mm-hmm. So people started coming and invading my space and asking me personal questions. And, that, and, like, and I mean, not just off of like two times that we spoke. It's like the first conversation we had. Like, what do you do? What do you like? What are you into? What do you? And they start asking me. They start looking for bullet points about my personality, and it starts to like weird me out of a sense. It feels invasive to me. Like mm-hmm. me personally, I'm defensive in that way. I don't like, especially because I know people sometimes just ask you questions so they can use them against you later. So like they're kind of like I'm super defensive, and I'm just like you know, hold on, you're, you're coming on too strong here. Where I like friend, most of my friendships have naturally formed, like mm-hmm. for the most part. Where you know, like I became friends with Aaron. Just because I, I saw him picking one day and I did this, right now if if I, I did the too sweet sign now if people did it to me today I'd be like too hey, sweet me the other day huh because I, it's old it's dead oh um, um, what do you mean? but yeah like 
now I look at, I wouldn't do that now, you know, so like, um, but most of my friends, I didn't seek out, we just became, most of like, most of my close, close friends, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think, and maybe that's why I don't have that many friends, I think I have more friends than I say, but like, close, close friends. Sounds, we talk to a lot of people. Yeah, close, close friends, I like, they've been since childhood and high school, you know, so it's like, I'm trying to think of how many friends close friends I made from work and it's like a, it's like a it's a couple but like I don't feel the need to have too many friends I guess like most of my friends are spread out so you know it's like a revolving door of friends that come and go but they're still friends like you know like wow. I mean like so you become in and out of your lives and, and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. isn't it like it's not like they're gone forever and they were not friends anymore. It's just different like, seasons. Yeah, different seasons kind of thing, you know. And I, I do my thing where I'm, I, I don't show up and I'm just alone for a while and people are okay with that or they're not okay with that and they have to deal with it. And then I show <laughs> back up and I go, okay, keep on around again, you know. I'm back, bitches. Yeah. I'm, I'm like the summer season friend. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. You get what I'm saying though. Like, um, sometimes you're living your life. But to, to in summation, to like answer your question, I don't seek out friends to make them. It just happens naturally. Something picks up, and then you become friends. But if you take a chance, you speak to somebody. Like I don't. It's not like I'm trying to date somebody, and sometimes you see a girl or a guy you like, and you try to see, and like, okay, I gotta make something happen fast. It's not, it's, I don't. I don't look at friends that way. I just, you know, I just like if, we, if it naturally happens, it happens. I guess here's a question. Hmm. Here's a final question. Are we friends? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because we don't hang... I feel like I would want to be your friend, right. but I don't know how to be friends with people. Right. So it's kind of like... I see you, I'm like, yeah, Kevon's cool, but Most I don't know cool. how to approach Kevon. <laughs> yeah. Our friend is a baby bud flower. So, like, I'm not offended by any of that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, for me, I'm hard to approach anyway. Like, I know I am. Cause mm-hmm. especially at work, I have this look on my face like, don't approach me. You look like, I hate this place. And, you look so tired and angry. And I'd be tired and angry. <laughs> um, and some people still talk to me anyway, and I'm like, why are you talking to me? See? But, like, like, I asked that question because I don't think... I, I was thinking about the fact that we're friends or whatever we are, right? Mm-hmm. And how it kind of happened because I approached you both different, different like, separately. Mm-hmm. And it's a small world, so we're at work, and you just happen to be friends. So you were already sure. pre-stalked anyway before that situation I'm pretty happened. sure I was. <laughs> you approached me, and I was like, why? Because you were wearing the Bullet Club sticker thing. Or I had thing, the jacket. Marty's. Yeah, Marty's Bullet patch. Club patch. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, was, and I was friends with Aaron at the time, and I'm like, we, we're trying to get more people to hang out and watch wrestling stuff and whatever. So I'm like, she's probably cool. Okay, about that situation, I thought it was <laughs> weird because she was like, yeah. I'm having a wrestling party. I'm like, yeah. I don't know these people. Because I wasn't trying to find WWE fans. I wanted like New Japan, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor fans, like wrestling fans. I didn't want any sports entertainment fans. But that was like two years ago. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't last year. But you don't wear the jacket like, anymore, do you? Uh, my patches came off, so uh, I have to like put them back on. Okay. But I still have all of them. Right. So yeah, I, and then I think me and Ty became cool. I don't know. We just started talking. And then you seemed like a dark person. Like the Joker, and I'm like, okay, yeah. interesting. He was totally low key judging me because I said Joker was way better than Batman, which I said. Was I judging you for that <laughs> specifically? I don't know. But I'm you're like, like, oh, okay, okay, you're one of those people. <laughs> those are your words. Yeah, but I mean, 
I guess you didn't seem like the um you didn't seem like someone you didn't seem like you fit a mold at the like on people I know I met at work. Hmm. You seem different enough. Like, okay, you're cool. I could you know. And I guess maybe it's 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 weird for me to see how people are different, quote unquote, right? Yeah. But I mean, in comparison to everyone at work, it's like mm-hmm. sports, girls, beer, women, yeah. dudes. Just like they go into the club. That kind of <laughs> club stuff, like you know, people who talk about work all the time outside of work. It's that kind of thing. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to think about that place. Right. Gross. <laughs> I have friends who moved near the job, but I'm like, why would you? I mean, I gotta visit you near my job. I don't want to like do like. No. I don't want to go near that place. You have to meet me at the Wawa. Yo, meet me outside. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not even going to the Wawa up there. Dude. I'm not going back anywhere here. Y'all close over there. Y'all close over here, too. I'm just like, ugh. You know? We're far enough to where we don't have to Yeah, we don't have to day. look at it unless right. we drive that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I feel like when I think about the friendships that I've had throughout the years, or the people I've talked to throughout the years. Only twice have I ever approached somebody to, like, start a friendship. Every other friendship, someone has approached me. And I've always thought in my head, why is this person talking to me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So maybe that's my type of personality. Like, comparing how many times somebody's approached me to start a friendship versus the two people that I've started friendships with. It, I don't know. It's weird. I think it's really hard to, like, just speak to people sometimes. Like, you see somebody you think is interesting, and even if you know a lot of information about them, it's like, oh, will they accept me? <laughs> will they appreciate my weirdness? How much of them can I show them at once before they get scared away? Because you got to ease people into friendships sometimes. I know if I gave them 100% of my personality, they'll probably just call the police on me. <laughs> They'd be like, no, devil child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or even, like, giving compliments to people. Like, that one girl at work who has really cool hair. I love her hair. I know you're talking about yes. Kevon's friend. I always see her, and I'm just like, Oh, her Tiana? So I don't know her name. Ice Kiwi? Yes. Black? Yeah. Yes. Her hair is her hair. magical. I don't have any. It's just like. I, I, I do tell her is. that her hair is boss every time I see it changes. I'm just like, I have I have hair less for her. I do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> every time I see her, I'm like, wow. I know. Her hair is so lovely. She's one of the friends I was referring to of, of our close friends that made at work. Um, I don't have a picture of her. My Instagram, I deleted it off my phone, so I can't. Yeah, there's a couple people at work that has really nice hair. There's now. a picker who's also I'm just like, really nice hair. I want to take pictures of you. But I can't say that to people because it's weird. <laughs> like, I would use them for art. <laughs> oh I'm a photographer, okay. So, okay. yeah, making friends like her. Mm-hmm. I was attracted to her. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, you know, got a boyfriend. Okay, cool. And then we started talking, and we hit it off as friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we're actually we actually vibe on a really cool level. That's like, you know, I like this. I'm not trying to be be more than whatever. We're actually really cool mm-hmm. as people. So I, so making friends, I guess you can say in general. If I have the idea of making a friend, I don't seek out friends. But if I'm like, oh, I want to date this girl, I'm attracted to her, whatever. I might seek them out, and then whatever comes from it comes from it. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Like, I don't, 
probably also another reason why I don't have a lot of guy friends. If I think somebody is attractive, I will avoid them like the motherfucking plague. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Not today, Satan. I'm like, if I feel like the person is just like, if they look good and they seem cool, I'm like, this is probably bad for me. I'm not, I'm not about to put myself through the situation, and I will run. You ever have that thing where you're like, yo, I'm boring. I don't need, like, I do that sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. they look too outgoing for me. They look too cool. I'm just going to yeah. chill. They're going to try to make me go to parties. Right. Like, uh. And then you got to be like, damn, I have flames now. God damn. Yep. I got to do stuff. I got to put on outside. I got to put on shoes. I got to put on shoes, socks, what? Like, That's, I got to make sure my hair looks okay. This is why dating was hard. I got to drop somewhere. I'm like, no, I don't want to do all of this. I need somebody who can just accept me in my pajamas. All right. <laughs> so. Like, I want somebody who's like, I'm going to come over and you're like, what are you going to do? Nothing. Stare right. at the walls. Yeah. <laughs> my dreams. Take a, Take a nap. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> in college, my roommate, Karina. Oh, my God. We Karina, used to have. Karima. Yes. I love her. I still love her. She and I used to have roomy nap time and it was yes. beautiful oh it was the best thing ever close the shades we'd be like what time you, what time's your class oh 2 15 what time's your class 2 30 <gasps> let's take roomy nap time oh we then we go to sleep and then we wake each other up when it's time to go to class hell yeah and be like let's go oh wow it was the best I miss yo Marina. so she was your roommate yep so my first college roommate was a gay guy nice and I was cool with that. We sang opera. My roommate Karina was a music major as well. Oh. Music majors are the best. Have you ever had a music major friend who sings, but when they're not actually singing, they sing off key on purpose? No. Thank I, God. She was that person. <laughs> she would Why would just you do sing that? off key on purpose. I'm like, stop it. My ears. Take her to karaoke. Take her, take her somewhere like that. No. Girl, I did I have I did have a music major friend that they have a decent voice, but they would do My Little Pony rap sometimes. <laughs> and oh my, God. Like, my Little Pony raps. My Little Pony raps. That's a rap. Like Rona raps. Like Rona raps. <laughs> you need to look up Corona I raps. Know, I know the Pony rap. I know the Digi rap. Not but I'm saying that they exist. I didn't know there was a. There is a My Little Pony rap, and you're gonna regret looking it up. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> like the um, Baby sad. Shark. R&B version? No, these are, it's typically, it's typically grown-ass men who are bronies and they want to rap, like, hardcore about mm-hmm. friendship and magic. Oh, friendship, magic. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. Oh <laughs> Yo, I've had friends who will be like, you seen that one video? And I'd be like, no, and I'm not going to see it. Like, back when, like, and this is going off the rails now, but, like, you remember when Two Girls, One Cup or something? Oh, my God. And certain friends are like, you seen it? Oh, I, nope. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And then I'd be around them, I'm like, I'm not going to bring it up. Because I know they're going to want to watch it and want me to see it. Mm-mm. Like, I, some friends just want you to enjoy it. Like, they want you to just watch some really bad things. I've had friends, mm-hmm. like, pull up videos that have, like, mortified me. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, yo, Same. why would you show me that? I've been traumatized a few times. Yeah, like, traumatized. I've been like, ugh, I'm not even going to. Mm, all right. <laughs> I think we're near the end here. Yeah, we are. It's yeah. been it's been really interesting and fun. I've enjoyed this. It has been fun. Thank Bye-bye. you to all the listeners. Right there. You know, right. tell us what you want us to talk about next on social media. Yes. Hey. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wild Podcast TRB. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. 
Thank you, Kevon, for being a part of this podcast. Hey. And sharing your life experiences with us. Hey. I feel like we have grown. <laughs> and we have learned a lot about you. <laughs> and until next time, we have been Wild Podcast. Goodbye. Wow.